Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 112 of Better Regulate Than Never. I don't want you to miss out on any information about what I've been doing and projects that I'm thinking about or doing. And so I want you to be on my email list. Even if you are a parent who listens and you're not even a college student, go ahead and go to my show notes, click on the linked at the bottom. There's a link to more information, and then you would click on all, get all the Gen Z college info because then you're on my email list and I can send you all sorts of stuff and I'm doing much better about sending information. So that way you can keep up and you can share it then with other students or other parents who have college students or just anyone that you think would be, it would be helpful for. Today's episode is I thought I didn't belong in the room. And that's actually happened so many times for me, but I wanted to tell you a couple of specific stories about when I felt like I didn't belong in the room. And this has to do with you're in a club, a group, um, you've been asked to be in something or you're taking a class or whatever, and you're there and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm smart enough to be here or this doesn't fit for me or whatever. So at... I. Well, I used to live in a different town and I was pretty involved in that church, but mostly with just singing. So one day my pastor sent me an email and there were other people listed in the email. It wasn't just to me, but it said, Hey, we really think that you would be great as a worship leader and a worship leader at my church was somebody who helped plan the service. And I went to a church where there were a lot of video segments that fit for the sermon. They also helped pick the songs that were going to be part that would all fit with the same theme that we were working on. And that person also did the intro for the the theme of that day and was like the speaker that talked about different things before the pastor gave the sermon. And when I first got the email, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I started thinking, wait a minute. I I think they accidentally sent this to me. I think they were trying to send it to someone else. And they put my name on here by mistake. (laughs) Because that's what our brains tell us. Well, you're not smart enough to do that. Or you're not a speaker. Or you don't know enough about the Bible or whatever. That's what I was thinking in this particular instance. And I... So then I was like, well, should I respond to this? Is this really for me? What should I do? And I probably just sent a personal message back to the pastor like, I think this is a mistake. I think you were meaning to send this to someone else. And he sent back, no, it is for you. So then I'm like, okay. So I went to the first meeting where they sat down and planned out the whole service, talked about the songs, the videos. Uh, the theme, all that stuff, what the scripture was. And I remember thinking, you know, because people were bringing up these songs, oh, you know, such and such singer or group or, oh, you know, this part of the Bible where it says this. And I was like, I don't know any of this stuff. And I think this is, again, I kept thinking this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here. This doesn't make sense for me. And 
I, because I was feeling so overwhelmed or not competent enough to be in the room, I thought, oh, I think I'm going to say that I can't do this. So I went home, told my husband, I can't do it. And he said, okay, well, you know, whatever you want to do. And then I thought, well, no, I need to try it again. So the ne- it, this is like a, a weekly meeting a, every Monday night because they would talk about the service from the day before and then plan the next one. So I went to the next one. I still felt that way, but I was kind of, you know, obviously they were including me and stuff. And I was like, well, this is kind of fun to be creative and planning this. And so then I thought, well, maybe I do belong here. So then like the next week I went and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. And I got, you know, I was just like back and forth all the time, but I'm so glad I decided to stick it out because it became one of my favorite things that I did as part of my jobs at the church that I got to be part of planning the service. And it was fun, like coming up with my talk that I would do to talk about the theme of, of that day. And so, and it also helped my public speaking skills because that's not something that I feel like I'm an expert at at all, but I, it's something I enjoy doing. And as a teacher, I already kind of, you know, had some of those skills, but it was way different and, you know, in front of a a broader audience. So I'm so glad that I had that experience. And I'm so glad that I didn't tell myself, oh, this is uncomfortable. You don't know anything. Don't do this. I think that every single person, no matter what, no matter how smart they are, how, what, how much expertise they have, how much experience, whatever, I think that everyone feels like that sometimes in some rooms. Now, I feel like there's some rooms because of my experience and my age, I feel like I could be in some rooms and be like, well, I totally belong here. I have something to offer this room. But there are times, and there will always be times in my life where I'm in a group and I'm going to feel like I don't belong because there are people that are smarter more experienced, more educated than I am. And that's okay. And I think that when we doubt our skills and abilities and question, why were we we chosen for this award? Why were we hired for this job? Why were we promoted? Why did we get a raise? Why, you know, all these things that this is just part of our experience and we need to be able to, to talk ourselves out of it, I think is what I want to talk to you about today. I've been hearing a lot from college students recently, and some, unfortunately, I didn't hear from until they already dropped out, but that they, they feel like they kind of get high school. And, you know, after you've been in high school for four years, you know, by that fourth year, you probably do feel like, oh, I got this. I understand how to plan my time. I understand what's expected of me here. And then you go to college and you thought that you were going to feel the same way about college because you had high school figured out. If you have high school figured out, you can have college figured out, but then you get there and it's different, obviously. And you're also surrounded with people who are crazy smart and amazing. And you start looking around and comparing yourself and thinking, oh, I don't belong here. I don't fit in with this group. I don't, 
I don't know what I'm doing. And unfortunately, so many people drop out at that point because they're like, oh no, I don't know how to do this. I got to get out of here because it feels terrible to not know or to feel like you don't belong. But I want to caution you about that. And I want to beg you to stay there and feel the uncomfortableness of it and know that it's normal and know that you're supposed to feel that way. And there's always going to be people in the room, no matter where you are, that are smarter than you, that are more experienced than you, that are funnier than you, skinnier than you. I mean, all the things that you might be comparing yourself about, there's always going to be people that you're going to see, maybe they really aren't better at those things, but you're going to think that they are. And you just have to ignore that. You just have to decide, I do belong here. I have something to offer. When I went to college, I, t- I told the, the story a couple of a couple of episodes ago about how I didn't do very well when I first went to college. And one of the things that I will never forget about that experience, even though I was only there for a couple months, because I decided it was too uncomfortable and I dropped out. But when I went to my English class, and English is my subject, I'm good at English, I was a reader and still am, but I was really a reader at that time because we didn't have computers and social media. So all I did was read. And I, I was good at, I was good at English. And so I was, I remember being in English class and it was an upper level, obviously harder than high school. And I was using my high school brain of, oh, I totally get English and I'm good at it. And then I'm looking around the room and I'm like, I don't belong in this English class. Like these people are way more advanced than I am. And I will say coming from a small town that probably, I mean, there were no honors classes at my school. There were no dual credit classes. I mean, every single kid in the entire school took the same English level. Like there was English 9, 10, 11, 12. And you just took that class with everyone, whether they were the lowest English student or they were the smartest person in the world. And so that, I mean, if I would have had an experience in a high school where I could take honors or dual credit or whatever, I might have felt a little different. I don't know. I, like I said, I think every single person feels this at some point, but I remember thinking, I don't belong in this English class. And another thing about that class that I, I won't ever forget and made me feel like I don't belong was on the way walking there, I started talking to these two girls and I don't know if they said, Hey to me and we started talking or I went up to them. I don't remember, uh, but they were going to the same class as me. So we were like, Oh, I'm going to that class too. And the get to know you question that they asked me was, Oh, where did your parents go to school? And I knew they were talking about college and my parents didn't go to college. And in fact, my dad dropped out of high school to go into the Navy. Now people can't even do that anymore. I don't think. And it was more of a normal thing in his generation to do such a thing. But still I was so embarrassed and I was like, oh my gosh, my parents didn't go to college. I don't fit in here because in my head, because they asked me that question, I thought, oh, that means every single kid that goes here's parents went to college and mine didn't. And I just grew up in this dumb farm where people were farming or whatever, and they're not educated. And I just remember being really embarrassed. And I don't even know, I mean, I probably said, 
my parents didn't go to college, but I didn't want to. I was like, I need to keep this a secret that I, my parents didn't go to college and they didn't even have a name for it now, but, or then, but now it's called first generation. And there are plenty of first generation kids on college campuses. And that means they're the first one in their family to go to college. And that's amazing. And how wonderful that I was a first generation person, but I was just embarrassed about it and thought that that meant that I was dumber than them or didn't belong in college because it was for the people who already understood it all. So I just want you to know that what you're feeling about feeling like you don't belong there or you're not smart enough and all that is normal. And I want you to stay there and try to work through this and figure it out and don't just leave because it's uncomfortable. I know I've told the story in one of the episodes about my first teaching job and I felt like I didn't belong, not right at first, like not walking in, but like as I started teaching and doing the things, so many of the older teachers were telling me I was doing it wrong and I should do it this way and that way. And I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be a teacher. I need to get out of here. But I didn't stop. And thank goodness, because the things that I was doing, even though they were different from other people or people didn't understand it or people didn't agree with it or whatever, I still believe after all these years, I was doing the right thing. I was loving kids and I was listening to them and I was caring about them. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Not being mean, not punishing everybody because they're not doing things a certain way. So don't give up when you think that you don't belong. I also did an episode on imposter syndrome. It's number, it's episode number 73 and it's about how to embrace your inner imposter. And that's kind of a little bit about what we're talking about today. So on the campus or where, whatever, even if it's a new job or a promotion or a raise or whatever, whenever you feel like you don't belong, I want you to think, I want you to fake it until you make it. And I want you to think powerful, strong thoughts instead of the thoughts that say you don't belong here, you're not smart enough or whatever. And you need to prepare those ahead of time because when we're in the moment of, oh my gosh, I don't belong here, your brain is going to be really, your thoughts are going to be really strong and heavy and loud, and it's going to be hard for you to switch around and think about something different. So kind of like that uh, belief plan episode, which was episode 101, where you create a plan every day to go forward as the person you want to do, I want you to do that in this instance too. And I want you to think ahead of time about how you want to, how you wish you did feel in that room. And then what thoughts would you need to have to feel that way? So I know when I was in that worship planning group, or when I was in that English class way back in the day, I would I would want to feel competent and included or confident and included, whichever, you know, or think of any kind of thought, any kind of feelings that you would want to have. So if I want to feel competent and included, I need to think things like, I belong in this room. I have something to offer this group. I am as smart as everyone else here. People like me. And those are just examples. And of course, you need to come up with your own thoughts that actually fuel those feelings because 
Sometimes what I would use to fuel a feeling isn't what someone else would use. So I want you to use your own. And then I want you to write them down. And I have been using the note app on my phone because that way, because you always have your phone with you. And so you can always go to the note that has these thoughts to kind of remind you. So the next time you feel like you're, you don't belong, like you're on your way to school and you are going to a class that you feel like you don't belong in, or you're going to a club or a group or something that makes you feel that way that you, you know, I'm not as smart as these other people. I want you to look at that list and I want you to remind yourself right before you go in the room or right before you get off the bus or right before you get out of your car or whatever, look at that list, remind yourself of what you're going to counter those thoughts of, I don't belong here. And then you're going to, you're going to think you're not going to get mad at your brain because those thoughts are never going to go away. You just thank your brain. Thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I do belong in this room. I am as smart as everyone else here. I, people do like me. I do belong in this group. And that is your belief plan every day as you're going forward into those classes or into those groups or whatever it is that's making it or your job. If you're feeling like that in your job, I also want you to think about past accomplishments. Think about all the things where you have been a success and then just look for evidence all over. Even when you're in that club or that class or that job, think of, look for more evidence about how you do deserve to be there and how you are successful we all have had success in our lives, even if you have to go back to like elementary school or, you know, whatever, because whenever I was feeling bad about my terrible lack of sporting skills or fitness skills, I would remember in seventh grade, I got a purple first place, maybe it was blue, but I got a first place ribbon in the badminton competition tournament in my seventh grade PE class. I never got another ribbon for anything the rest of my life. But whenever I was feeling bad about my physical abilities, I would remind myself, well, don't forget, you got that first place ribbon in seventh grade in your PE class. So there are times somewhere in your life where you've been successful in something, remind yourself about those things. And then as you're focusing on success, and you try to keep your brain focused on success, it's going to keep looking for evidence in that room and that club and that job wherever in your life where you are still seeming successful to yourself. And that will cause you to look for more and more success and feel better and better about yourself. Also find positive mentors. I know when I was in that group, that worship planning group, there were people in there that were super nice to me. They helped me feel like I belonged. I even reached out to a girl who seemed very similar to me in the fact that she probably wasn't as up on the Christian music groups or as up on the Bible as some of the other people. So then, you know, talking with her made me feel good because she was like, oh yeah, I feel like you too, or I understand that. Or finding people at your job that also maybe feel the same way you do and can help you go along with that. So finding those mentors and you can find them everywhere, finding a coach that can help you talk through this. I can help you work through this like crazy because I have experienced it so much and still do. I am in a lot of rooms right now as I'm starting my business 
where I love being there and I love listening and learning, but I also feel like I'm not as talented as these people, creative as good of a coach or whatever it is. And I have to remind myself that I do belong there and that I do have something to offer. I want to read a couple of quotes to you. It comes from an interview that Shonda Rhimes did. And I can put some information about Shonda Rhimes in the show notes if you don't know who it is, or you can just look her up. Her name is spelled S-H-O-N-D-A, and her last name is R-H-I-M-E-S. But this is what she said about belonging in the room, and I love it. I think the best part about how I got to where I am is that being courageous, as we all know, is not the absence of fear. It's doing things in spite of having any fear. I was just raised to believe that it didn't matter if you were afraid. It didn't matter if something was difficult. You belong in any room you are in. You might as well make the best of that situation. So to me, that's what this is about. I wasn't interested in other people's opinion of what I could be or who I should be. I was interested in my own opinions of that. Believe in who you think you are versus what other people are telling you you have the right to be. I love that so much. And then they asked her, what advice do you have, not only for young girls, but any young adult women dealing with self-doubt? And really, this can go for anyone. And this is what she said about self-doubt. Self-doubt is just a story you're telling yourself about your own capabilities. And the reality of the situation is, even though there are obstacles, even though things can be hard, even though you may not be sure you're going to succeed, telling yourself you're not going to succeed isn't going to get you anywhere. Telling yourself that you have the option and the opportunity to be successful or To look at something like a challenge is a way of moving forward and a way of fighting for what you want. So to me, I always feel like self-doubt should be looked at as instead a challenge to yourself to do something better or to do better for yourself. I love that. So go to the show notes. I have all different ways for you to contact me, get in touch with me, get on my email list listen to more podcast episodes, all the things. I want to help you navigate this life. I asked a girl recently, why are kids not taking advantage of life coaching? Because it always makes you feel better when you're feeling like I need to drop out or I hate my life or this, my relationship with my parents is terrible or whatever it is that's bringing you down because there's something I'm sure. And she said, well, people don't want to admit that something is wrong and they don't want people to think that they're crazy or that, that there's something wrong with them. And life coaches, that isn't even what we do. Therapy isn't even, that isn't even what therapy does. This is a way for you to feel better in your life. And I said, well, you have a dance coach. Do you feel bad about having a dance dance coach because you're not dancing the way you think you should, or you don't want people to know that you're not dancing in the correct way. And she said, no, I, I hope, and hopefully I can help with this and you can help with it too, because you can tell people, but I want coaching and therapy and everything to just be 
a way that we navigate life. If we want to be a better dancer and we get a coach, or we want to be a better volleyball player and we get a coach, we want to play the piano better. So we get a teacher, which is a coach who coaches you on piano playing. Why would we want to be better in life? Everybody needs to be better in life. I mean, that doesn't mean there's something wrong. That just means, Hey, I want to level up. I want to do the next thing. I want to be the best version of myself. And I can help you do that. And no matter how overwhelmed you are or how crazy your schedule is, you can find time to level up. You can find time to be a better version. And so that hour that you would talk to me is not wasted time. It's actually going to make all the other stuff way better. So think about that and contact me because I would love to help you. I'll talk to you soon.